0: Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Talk, this is Steven Jensen. Today's episode is going to be a really fun one for me to put out there for you guys. So about three years ago, actually it'll be three years on June the 7th, uh, I put out some YouTube videos about my top 20 WWE prospects who had not won the WWE Championship up to that point. And it's a list that we're going to revisit on this episode of Fight Talk. I'm going to play the audio from that list. I'm going to go number 20 down through number 1. And what's really fun about this is the next episode of Fight Talk, I'm going to compare this list to a current list of my top 20 who haven't won the championship yet. And we're going to have some fun with this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I really had a good time listening to this because some of these names you're going to be like, Oh, wow, he definitely called that. Some of these names, I'm way off. So uh, before we get started and before you guys get a chance to listen to that and go back in time three years, uh, make sure to check out Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. He actually got his first win as a boxing coach today, and we're really excited for the things he's doing. He is a USA Boxing and NSAM certified trainer out of Delgado Boxing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Give him a call if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area at 404-316-4516 or email him at brian at delgadoboxing.net. That is spelled B-R-Y-A-N at delgadoboxing.net. He can also be followed on Instagram at BMJMMA. Learn how to throw hands, uh, get in better shape, learn self-defense, polish up your existing skills, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing. Also, shout out to Heroes and Legends, who are celebrating 15 years in business. They're an awesome pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company. As a matter of fact, we just finished a contest yesterday, and I gave out a mystery, or it's not a mystery mini, it's a, uh, a pop vinyl figure, uh, also made by Funko. I give out mystery minis as well, so definitely check me out on Twitter. I'll mention that here in just a moment. But uh, I did a contest on Twitter, like I said, at fighttalk underscore, and I gave away a Ronda Rousey Pop Vital Figure, and that was courtesy of our friends at Heroes and Legends. They also specialize in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. They can be followed on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HLProWrestling, and they can be found at the following dates. We got the Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee on June the 23rd through 25th, Freedom Pro Wrestling in Nashville, Tennessee July the 1st and August the 19th, I will be there live as well at Freedom Pro Wrestling in the Nashville Fairgrounds on both of those dates. So say hey to me and the dudes at Heroes and Legends while you're out there as well. And I'm going to mention some other dates coming up soon, very shortly. But for now, circle your calendars. Mark it right now, November the 25th. Wrestle Cade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Heroes and Legends is bringing with them Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock, both. Gigantic legends in the world of mixed martial arts as well as professional wrestling. So, I'm really, really looking forward to the chance of meeting those guys. And you guys can too. Just go to Winston Salem, North Carolina, November the 25th, and check out Wrestlecade. Also, big shout out to Wrestlerumble.com. They're awesome. Their contest for Extreme Rules will be starting on the 31st, I believe. But up until then, just jump on what, or sorry, jump on Russell, I almost said whatamaneuver.net. That's where you can find my, my merchandise. Uh, you can go to RussellRumble.com and get their merchandise. Uh, they have t-shirts on there. They're really cool. I'm going to get some myself very soon. And they can be followed at Wrestlerumble on Twitter. So shout out to RussellRumble.com. Dudes over there are awesome. Check them out as well. Also, let's see what else we got. Williamson Brothers Barbecue. My God, I've been eating so much of this stuff. I'm almost getting sick, but I can't stop eating it because it's so damn good. Uh, They got natural ingredients. They can be found in Whole Foods as well as Kroger and like 2,000 or so grocery stores and, and outlets. They also have three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Their sauce is absolutely incredible. Like I said, it's all natural. If you eat gluten-free, they have a gluten-free option that's delicious. I mean, just check out their sauce in comparison to the competitors. And I'm so confident in Williamson Brothers sauce that I'm giving it away to you for free. Just hit me up on Twitter, at Talk underscore. Hit me up on Facebook, on my Facebook group. And just tell me you want to check out and try the Williamson Brothers sauce. I will get it out to you for free. It's amazing. If you want to see for yourself or check out their website, go to williamsonbros.com or just search Williamson Brothers Barbecue on Google. They're all over the place. They're not hard to find. And I guarantee you they have nothing but wonderful reviews. I love their sauce. I think it's the best sauce in the world. So shout out once again to Williamson Brothers Barbecue. And Before I get started on this, I just want to get this out of the way so you can just hear my my thoughts in this list all the way through without any interruption. Follow me, please, on Podomatic, and please subscribe on iTunes to this podcast if you don't already. If you are subscribed on iTunes, please rate and comment. It helps the podcast out a lot. I know I say it all the time, and I know that's a little catchphrase that I do. It is really the truth. Just so it takes like two seconds, just rate it five stars and just put a little comment as simple as, cool podcast. Really easy to do, and it helps the podcast out a ton. Also, I accidentally mentioned it while I was talking about com, but go to whatamaneuver.net to find my merchandise. You can uh, get t-shirts, you can get tank tops, that's the big thing right now with it being summer, and it helps the podcast out a lot there, a lot. It really, really, really does, so whatamaneuver.net, get yourself a tank top or a t-shirt. We got hoodies and other stuff too, if you get cold in the summertime, but you know, check it out at whatamaneuver.net. And if there's something you're looking for, a color or something like that, you're not seeing on there or a size, just let me know personally and I'll make sure I get you hooked up. So with that all being said, enjoy this list of three years ago, who I thought were the top 20 prospects in the WWE who had not won the WWE championship. Just keep in mind while listening to this, this was recorded on June the 7th of 2014. I decided to make a top 20 list of the top 20 prospects that the WWE has right now that I'm looking forward to in the future. The only qualifications I had for this list really were that you couldn't be a former WWE champion, so someone like Daniel Bryan, who's the current champion, while he's going to be a big part of their future, he is not a part of the list because he has held that championship. Um, It is okay on this list, though, to be a former World Heavyweight Champion, Uh, so you'll see uh, a name on this list of of someone who has won that championship but has never won the WWE title. Um, also, to be on this list, you couldn't be a long term employee like a like a real long veteran that's never won the title. That's kind of coming down to to the later half of your career. So someone like Christian, for example, won't be on this list. Uh, so that all being said, I'll go ahead and get right into this list. It's the top twenty. WWE prospects who have never won the WWE Championship. Uh, So first off, we got number 20, Drew McIntyre. Um, A lot of people might be thinking, you're crazy, this guy, there's no way with the way he's being booked, but the way I look at it is this. He's athletic, he's talented, you know, he's in good with Triple H, he was in good with Shawn Michaels, and at one point in his career, he was deemed the chosen one on television by Vince McMahon, which... You know, someone like Vince McMahon isn't going to waste their time on somebody if he doesn't see something in them. Um, you know, big cons to him, though, are the way he's, he's been booked lately. You know, he's lost to Hornso- uh, El Torito rather clean. Um, you know, he's going to need to be dug out of a big creative hole if he's going to, you know, do well in the future. But he's, he's a talented guy, and he's... He's got good in-ringability, he's decent on the microphone, and I wouldn't give up quite yet on the guy. You know, this whole 3MB thing, at least it has longevity. At least the guys are getting television time. Whether or not it's as a joke, you know, at least least they're getting some time. And I think Drew McIntyre still has a spot in the future of the company. Number 19 is Tyler Breeze, who's currently in NXT. Uh, The company seems pretty high on him. He can put together good matches with other good wrestlers, and he has a somewhat fresh gimmick. You know, it's something we've seen before. We've seen the narcissist gimmick many times. We've seen it with Lex Luger and you know Cody Rhodes later on, uh, the dashing character. Um, we've seen a lot of guys come out with, with you know the masterpiece somewhat. Um, so the pros with him, like I said, are he's a young guy and he's got a good look but we have yet to see if he's going to translate over to the larger WWE audience, but he's doing well in NXT. And as of this video, he is, uh, the current number one contender to Adrian Neville's NXT championship. So the future looks pretty bright, at least for the immediate future for Tyler Breeze. Number 18, Damian Sandow. So this guy's fallen on some, some hard times lately. Uh, but I think he's still got a bright future in the company. He's been pushed in the past, he's won money in the bank, the briefcase at least. He's got great mic skills, he's decent in the ring, he's got an entertaining gimmick. He's he's a unique character on, on the show. You know the problem currently with him is the way he's being booked as a complete joke of a character, but once again, at least he's getting television time. Uh you know, he's also the first guy to ever lose uh, his money in the bank opportunity at the championship, which made him look pretty weak, but the match itself made him look fairly strong. So it wasn't a total loss in the sense of, of where he could be in his career, but lately the way he's been booked, you know, what, what can you do about that? I think he's still got a decent future in the company and I still put him at number eighteen. I still look forward to seeing what he does in the future. Number seventeen is a guy we haven't heard from in a while. It's Evan Bourne. You know, he's been over with live, with the live crowds for a long time. He's got a great finisher. You know, that shooting Star Press is great. And we've seen WWE pushing smaller talent lately, and he can come right back and have great matches with a lot of these guys on this list and a lot of guys currently you know, on the roster. The problem with Evan Bourne is that he seems to be in hot water with the WWE office. Um, I think he's failed a couple wellness tests or something like something along those lines. I, c- I can't remember exactly, but he's been out of action for a long, long time now. But he's still signed with the company. I think I saw on Twitter he's been with the company like six years now. And I think he's going to be coming back, and when he comes back, It'll be very interesting to see what they do. I mean, they could even put him in NXT to start building him up again and have him have great matches with a lot of these guys that you're going to see on this list and a lot of the guys that we're currently seeing on NXT. So, number 17, once again, Evan Bourne. Number 16 is a newcomer to WWE NXT. It's Kalisto. The guy is great in the ring. He had a great career outside of the WWE and at some point in the future WWE is going to have to replace Rey Mysterio and i see Kalisto as being the main prospect that can do that he has unknown mic skills at least to my knowledge and definitely to the to the current WWE audience and he's currently kind of playing a generic luchador character but if he's as good in the ring as i believe he is I think he's going to have a great career, and like I said, I see him as being kind of the heir apparent to Rey Mysterio, and Sin Cara wasn't able to do it, and I don't think we're going to see the Sin Cara character for too much longer anyways, and I think Kalisto could be the uh, the guy, so, so number 16 once again is Kalisto. Number 15, Curtis Axel. Solid in the ring. Improving on his mic skills, third-generation wrestler, helps train The Rock when he comes back to compete, and he's been pushed in the past as a Paul Heyman guy. He's a solid performer. He's good. You know, he understands the business, and right now he's teaming with Ryback. It seems like that team's starting to gain a little momentum, but hasn't been overly impressive just yet, but he has a lot of potential there's a big fallback with him though as far as in the minds of the wrestling fans and it's unfortunate but he just just isn't as good as his father. Mr. Perfect and not many people can be. The sad reality of it is this. Kurt Henning was a great, great wrestler. He's a great performer. And we've seen it happen in the past to many guys that just couldn't live up to the family name. But we've also seen guys like Randy Orton who've come along and, you know, Randy Orton is the best member of his family, and he was the youngest. So we'll see what happens. I'm not giving up on Curtis Axel just yet. And uh, once again, I have him at number 15. Number 14, I have Curtis Axel's current tag team partner, Ryback. Now, Ryback has had a monster push in the past. He has WWE Championship experience in championship matches. He's never won the title, though. We know he can get over with the crowd, and he's got good size. Unfortunately for Rideback, he was a failed Heyman guy, and he will always bear comparisons to Goldberg. He's also got this weird, wacky Twitter thing he does occasionally where he goes on Twitter and pretty much goes on these crazy rants and then deletes his, his tweets, and it's kind of weird but needless uh needless to say the guy is athletic and he's supposedly a long-time wrestling fan which usually helps out at least a little bit and a little bit in my mind too I have a little more of a soft spot for guys that I know grew up as fans um so once again you know I got Ryback right at number 14 I I could see him getting another big push in the future and he's a guy that they can use to main event and if for nothing else he's a a big body guy with a big enough name that he can put over other people too. But once again, number 14, I've got Ryback. Number 13, Corey Graves, currently in NXT. I think the guy's got a great look. He's good in the ring. He's got a great submission finish. He's got a huge upside and he's he's edgy and I think he's going to get over with the female audience well. I think he's going to translate over for the males too. I think he's going to do really well in front of large crowds. I think he has a very, very good future, very bright for Corey Graves. Um, I expect him to be on the main roster sooner than later as well. I think he's he's going to be a big part of WWE's future, in my opinion. And I've got Corey Graves once again at number thirteen. Number twelve, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph is a former World Heavyweight Champion, but he's never held the WWE title. He's great in the ring. He's a phenomenal bumper and he thinks he's the best. I can't I can't argue with a lot of it though. I think Dolph Ziggler is very very good. He's very talented and he's very over with live crowds. For whatever reason though, he's always in hot water with officials. I think because of his attitude and some of the the way he carries himself in in interviews. He had what would be considered probably two failed world heavyweight championship runs and He loses too often. If I was booking WWE, Ziggler would not be losing half of the matches he currently is. I'm not saying the guy has to go out there and win every time he's out there. But for as good as he is, he should be treated better in my opinion. Now the reasons that he isn't, I don't know because I don't work for the WWE. I have no idea. But if what I read is true, what reports are true, and if you know my own opinion of him based on interviews that I have seen at radio stations and, and TV stations and those kind of things, sometimes it does come across like he thinks he's he's better than, than others, but he is. So once again, number 12 is the show-off Dolph Ziggler. <clears throat> number 11, current Intercontinental Champion Bad News Barrett. Bad News is solid in the ring. He's got a great gimmick, catchy catchphrase, great mic skills, good size, good look. He's a total package for for a WWE performer. His only downside to me, in all honesty, is his finish, which I'm not a big fan of his bullhammer elbow, but then again, I'm also a Chris Hero fan, so I'm used to seeing guys who finish matches with elbows do it and make it look devastating. Bad news, Barrett just doesn't. But I will say I do like the uh, bullhammer elbow better than the wasteland finish that he was using before. I think Barrett's a big part of their future, and he's the kind of guy I've all I've heard in the past, uh, like Kevin Nash talk about how if guys like Barrett could just kind of learn how to work as a big man because they are, it's going to help them out in the long run, and it's going to make their characters more credible. And I, I believe that to be true. And I think Bad News Barrett is kind of the hybrid of the two. He, he's She's a big guy, and he could be a slow-moving, methodical heel or babyface, I guess. But at the same time, he's athletic enough to, to move around light on his feet. So Bad News Barrett is my number 11. Number 10, we got Adrian Neville, current NXT champion. The guy's phenomenal in the ring. He's got the most impressive finish in the company, at least in my opinion. Triple H seems high on him. He's the face of NXT, and he has a ton of independent and worldwide wrestling experience. The downsides to Neville, in my opinion, are he's not as over with the crowd as I'd like him to be in NXT. He's what I would call confusing on the mic. Uh, He has this very strong accent that makes it kind of hard to understand his promos. And he has kind of an awkward look. His character to me reminds me of like a fairy. It's the weirdest thing. But, you know, he's got the big ears, the long hair. His last name is Neville. It just, I don't know. But all that being said, he's so good in the ring that he shouldn't have to really cut promos. It shouldn't matter what he looks like. He's good. And he can get over in the ring. And that's important enough for me to think he's going to be a very big, very big part of their future and I think it's very good sign for Neville that with all this attention on NXT on the WWE Network that Neville is the focus of the company as the champion and with all these new eyes on their product for them to have that kind of faith in him it tells me that that he's he's planned to be a big part of their future so number 10 is Adrian Neville. Number 9 I've got Cody Rhodes He's great in the ring, he's good on the mic, he comes from a wrestling family, has tons of experience in the WWE, has been pushed in the past, and I really liked his his undashing gimmick, and that's something that I think was pretty underrated. I liked the uh, the baggers who came out, I liked uh, his slow, methodical promos that were similar to the uh, best in the world, Chris Jericho, and I think overall he's a very, very solid performer. Um, Some of his downsides, though, is he's been in the company a long time, and he has never had a major championship run, the Intercontinental title being the highest uh, success he's had thus far in his career. But he keeps finding himself in these tag teams, and sometimes it's great. Like, I think the tag team of him and Goldust is a great tag team. Um, But at the same time, he's won the tag team titles multiple times and you know I think at this point in his career he should be a full-on singles performer in the upper mid-card to main event level and I think he's the kind of guy who's reliable enough that he's going to do what the company wants him to and he's going to do a good job at it and he's going to keep pushing through and he's going to he's going to be a big star in their future it's just taking him longer than than others but he, I think he's still gonna get there and I have by no means at all given up on Cody Rhodes so once again my number nine Cody Rhodes number eight a newcomer to the WWE main roster with his re-debut and that is Bo Dallas he's solid in the ring he's great on the mic he has a unique gimmick uh, his brother Bray Wyatt is also a great wrestler, great talent. I think the girls seem to love the guy, and dudes love to hate him. And I think that's a a recipe for a good performer for WWE's future. (coughs) You know, his, uh, his gimmick's very cheesy, but it's cheesy in an entertaining way. The only downside I really... Think he has is sometimes he's trying so hard to play that cheesy character that it comes off almost fake, but at the same time, it's I mean, it's still entertaining. And you know, he's gonna always kind of compare with Bray Wyatt as far as his career goes, I think, because people do know that they're brothers, but they're both very talented and they're both gonna have great futures. Uh, the verdict is still very young on Bo Dallas, but I think so far in his very young career, he, uh, he's doing great, and I see a great future for him. So once again, number eight is Bo Dallas. Number seven is a member of the Wyatt family. It's Luke Harper. Luke Harper is great in the ring. He has great size, but he can move like a cruiserweight. He has a lot of independent sorry independent experience. And he has really good chemistry with top guys. He's been wrestling guys like Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan for a long time, even outside of the WWE. Some downsides, for for now, in the immediate future at least for him, he's going to play second fiddle to Bray Wyatt in the Wyatt family. But after his character is tweaked, they'll have to tweak his look. They'll have to do something about his gimmick whenever that group you know, inevitably breaks up sometime in the future. I hope it's not any time real soon. But I think Luke Harper is the kind of guy who could be a main eventer very easily, and I think he's got the size, the look, the talent to be a big-time future main event heavyweight champion for the WWE. So once again, number seven is Luke Harper. Number six, Sami Zayn in NXT. He's phenomenal in the ring. He gets over everywhere he works, everywhere in the world. He has good mic skills. He has tons of experience. He has a great mind for WWE. What else can you really say about Sami Zayn? Uh, For longtime fans like myself and like I'm sure many of the people watching right now, we all know him better as El Generico from the independents and I think the only downside to, sorry, downside to Sami Zayn is that people still want El Generico. As Triple H kind of said on NXT TakeOver, the uh, the after show on the WWE Network, he called him something along the lines of a goofy Arab redhead uh, Canadian, and it's kind of true, but it's one of those scenarios where he's going to get over, and he's already probably the most over guy in NXT. He gets the Olay chance just like he did in independence and his in-ring style it's very entertaining. And I don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about Sami Zayn. I think he has a very bright future and he's another guy that I believe will be called <coughs> called up to the WWE main roster very soon so once again number six is Sami Zayn. number five the man my first youtube video was about seth rollins he's phenomenal in the ring he's good on the mic he's always been a top guy everywhere he's gone he has tons of experience i talked more in depth about how i feel about seth rollins in my previous video um, the one about Seth Rollins' heel turn on The Shield. But The Shield was very over. They were one of the greatest groups in WWE history. And I think as time continues and we look back 10, 20 years from now, we're going to see them as even better as how we see them now. And the only downside to Seth Rollins is the other two members of The Shield, I think, in the overall picture of their three careers I think Seth Rollins will be the least successful of the three and I don't mean that as as a way of digging at Seth Rollins. I think he's an incredible performer. I think he's awesome but I think as you'll see on this list that the other two members in the shield are gonna have better overall careers as singles performers. But that being said, number five on my list is Seth Rollins. Number four, the newest Heyman guy, Cesaro. Phenomenal in the ring, a successful Heyman guy, tons of experience, will only get better with new talent, and he was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner at WrestleMania, which was very impressive when he slammed the Big Show over the top rope. I was there live, it was incredible. I was there live the next night at Raw as well. To watch him become a Heyman guy and I'll just go ahead and say that Raw, I've been to two WrestleManias, probably close to 20 Raws, some R08 shows, I've seen a lot of professional wrestling live and my favorite show I've ever gone to was the Raw after Wrestlemania this past year in New Orleans and a big part of that, the reason that show was so great was, was Cesaro and like I said, I see nothing but bright future for Cesaro. To my understanding, the WWE uh, corporate office, the guys making the decisions, Vince McMahon mainly, Triple H I'm sure are very high on Cesaro and he's gonna be a big time player in the future of that company. Can't say anything bad about Cesaro. The The only thing is he's not the best on the microphone But he doesn't have to be. And for the little he needs to talk, he does a great job. The rest of it, as long as it's with Paul Heyman, he'll have the best mouthpiece and the best manager, in my opinion, in the history of professional wrestling. So once again, number four, Cesaro. Number three, Dean Ambrose. Great in the ring. Has a great gimmick. Phenomenal on the mic. He has a gigantic upside unique look he's a lifelong fan and it translates into his work and he's got a loose cannon type character when i say loose cannon of course i'm referring to the late brian pillman who i think was one of if not the most underrated underused talents in the history of wrestling but then again he also died young had he been around during the bulk of the attitude era i think he would have been one of the one of the biggest characters, one of the most successful guys in in the history of the industry. I really believe that. And for me to say Dean Ambrose reminds me of him is a giant compliment. Uh, Ambrose reminds us of a lot of guys. I mentioned that in my Seth Rollins Turns on the Shield video as well. The only downside I could possibly see to Ambrose is there's one more member of the Shield that I think is going to have a bigger career. And Ambrose, that being said, I look very forward to the future with Ambrose playing a character that's more crazy, more loony, kind of what he would do on the independence, probably toned down, though, <laughs> for the uh, PG audience. But I'm really looking forward to the days of Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt matches or Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro matches for the title, you know, things like that make me uh, excited to be a wrestling fan in the future. So once again, number three, Dean Ambrose. Number two, Roman Reigns. Good in the ring, decent on the mic. He's a once in a lifetime look. Uh, Phenomenal wrestling genes and the potential future face of WWE. And I mean that literally. I think that Roman Reigns is going to be bred to be the top babyface in the company. I think it's gonna happen within the next year or two. And when I say he has a once in a lifetime look, I, I mean it from the sense of he, he's got the size and the look and the athleticism and the background to where he's the kind of talent that doesn't come around but you know, very, very few and far between. And I think that he's going to get the rub from a lot of big-time people from the you know past and present. And I think Roman Reigns is going to be the man in the company. Uh, well, number two, to who I have number one on the list at least. So once again, Roman Reigns. Uh, as a fan, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in a, in a singles career. And I'll just go ahead and say collectively overall, the Shield, I think, was the best group of three new guys on the scene collectively um, that I've ever seen. And I've been watching professional wrestling every week since 1994. So once again, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, all in my top five. What more could you ask for? So number two overall, Roman Reigns. Which brings me to number one. And you've already guessed it if you're a wrestling fan. It's Bray Wyatt. Guy's great in the ring, phenomenal on the mic. He has a very unique look. He's the future of the WWE. Straight up. Only downside I can possibly think of with him, maybe maybe his size, maybe. But I think it adds to his character. Some people criticize the fact that he's huskier. Uh, pun totally intended, by the way. And man. Wyatt cuts the best promos currently in the company. He's having great matches. He's had phenomenal matches with Daniel Bryan. Him with the Wyatt family against the Shield has been great this past year. I can't say enough about it. I, I think Bray Wyatt. When I say the future, I think we're looking at you know the next ten years of Bray Wyatt as the top bad guy we got roman reigns the top good guy and we trickle in some guys from this list and some guys that are currently on the roster that uh that have won the championship before like daniel Bryan, for instance i think we got a lot to look forward to as wrestling fans all right i hope you guys enjoyed that top 20 list of my prospects back in 2004 three years ago and like i said at the beginning of the episode i'm gonna do a new list of my top 20 prospects who have not won the wwe championship or the universal title i'll be doing that you'll be getting it i think i'm gonna try to do it june the 7th i'll try to have it out june the 7th exactly three years to the day from the list that you just heard so i hope you guys enjoyed that episode of fight talk once again special thanks to russellrumble.com Heroes and Legends, Brian Jensen at Delgado Boxing, and Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Thank you guys very much for listening, and I will be back soon.